Going down the runway, picking up speed Ground moving fast underneath me The wheels come up off the ground High in the air where the birds abound Some fly fast and some fly slow On the Peter Porter Show Hi everyone, Captain Abel here and welcome to the Grand Mountain Air Base located in the beautiful Grand Mountains halfway between Kalaroo and Upacataqua. It was Will Rogers, the famous humorist, who once said, I never met a man I didn't like. Well, that's great for Will, but for the rest of us, we usually can think of several people that just get on our nerves, or someone who just rubs us the wrong way. Why is that? We like to think it's because of them, but just as often, it might be because of us. Maybe there's something about them that reminds us of something in us that we really don't like. And what we don't like about them, we really don't like about ourselves. Our story today is about a visiting stunt pilot who just rubbed Charlie the wrong way. But by the end, they may discover that they have more in common than they previously thought. Now, Pierre Fromage was scheduled to compete in the World Aerobatics Competition, which was going to be held at the nearby Collaroo National Airport which is at elevation 4,800 feet. To get a leg up on the competition, he was spending the week practicing at the Grand Mountain Air Base, elevation 4,900 feet. Come outside, everyone. Pierre is practicing again. Thanks, Mr. Wing. You coming to watch, Colonel? Of course. It's like a free air show waiting outside our door. How about you, McLean? You coming? Oh, why not? At least I can work on my tan while I'm out there. Come on, Charlie. Maybe you'll learn something. Learn something from him? He's got nothing to teach me. Oh, ho, ho. Sounds a little like jealousy. It's not jealousy. Well, what is it then, Charlie? Something's been eating at you since Pierre arrived. Look, so he's a great pilot, but I don't like aerobatics. I believe in risk-taking when necessity demands. But taking risks for entertainment's sake just seems either juvenile or stupid. Oh, whatever, St. Charlie. Well, when you really know how to fly like Pierre, it probably isn't risk-taking at all. So Pierre wrung out his airplane, executing snap rolls, spins, tail slides, axis rolls, time after time, flawlessly. Wow, just look at that. That boy's getting better every time I he flies. I can't imagine the G-forces in that cockpit. Oh, it's not that much. We used to pull that many Gs in the Air Force. I thought you flew a gas tanker, not fighter jets. Yeah, I did, but I still got some stick time on a T-38. Crikey, oh wow! You don't see that every day. I didn't know an airplane could do that. That reminds me of the time in 1943 when I was wow. flying. Can you believe that, Charlie? Charlie? Where's Charlie going? Somebody's got aerobatics envy. Now, for all the great things I can say about Charlie, something about watching Pierre fly brought out the worst in him. And Charlie knew it, too. And that only seemed to make it worse. Later that afternoon, Colonel Pickles called Charlie back to the pilot's lounge. Hey, Colonel. What's up? Hi, Charlie. I just got well, a call. Well, look who decided to crawl out from under his rock. What, McLean? And I, I wasn't under a rock. Oh, we were just having a talk with your favorite pilot, Pierre, here. What? Bonjour, Chalet. 
McLean here was just telling me how you would love some flying pointers. Colonel, please tell me this is not why you called me over here. Of course not, Charlie. I just got a call from a gentleman in Upa who wants to hire a pilot for the afternoon. McLean is flying skydivers, so I thought you might like a little extra work. Yeah, of course. How about it, Charlie? You want Pierre to teach you how a real pilot flies? Normally, I don't give advice for free, but I'd be happy to help you with takeoff, landing, crosswind, anything you like, especially for you. Especially for me? What's that supposed to mean? Oh, nothing. Just that uh, McLean was telling me how big a fan you are. I was, was I? <laughs> well, thanks just the same, but uh, I've got real work to do. Client to pick up. <laughs> What's so funny, hey, McLean? I've got an idea. Let's all go out and watch Charlie take off. McLean, don't you think that'll be a little nerve-wracking, having a professional aerobatics pilot watching you take off? Charlie's the Iceman, right? Nothing shakes him. Come on, Colonel, you know it's all for fun. Well, I need to stretch my legs anyhow. Not that a takeoff is anything interesting. So Charlie began taxiing to the beginning of the runway for his flight to Upacataqua. But what no one knew about was the stowaway hiding behind Charlie's sun visor. This is Porter Peter Yankee Zulu on takeoff. You know, you can tell a lot about the pilot from his takeoff, and about his plane too. You mean like if it's a steep climb out it shows that he has more confidence in his engine. If it's a shallow, uh, not as much confidence. Sure. And when he takes off uh, early, it shows anxiety or inexperience. Uh, late can show a rigidity to the rules. Uh, but if he takes off uh, naturally when the plane is ready, yes. Well, here he goes. As Charlie released the brake and applied the throttle, a large, hairy, brown spider decided to come out from behind the sun visor and descend down his web right into Charlie's lap. What in the world is Charlie doing? Charlie's airplane, Peter Porter, yawed left, then back to the right as the airspeed reached flying speed. Inside the cabin, Charlie was swatting his hand down at the spider, running across his legs, trying to avoid a squishy demise. Is he ever gonna pull up? That has to be the worst takeoff I've ever seen. Charlie finally looked up to realize he was quickly running out of runway and pulled Peter into the air before redirecting his attention back to the spider who sought refuge by running under Charlie's shirt and up his belly. Oh, get off me! Now, any good sense pilot would know that a spider bite is much better than a plane crash. Unless, of course, that pilot happens to have arachnophobia, like Charlie does. He squirmed his whole body in the seat, twisting violently as he pulled his shirt up, trying to knock the spider off of him. As he did, his left knee drove the yoke to the right, feeding in full aileron. Peter pitched hard as the spider ran across Charlie's belly button. He unwittingly pushed the yoke forward, pointing the nose towards the ground but also accelerating the roll rate. As Charlie realized that he would soon be dead if he didn't end the spider problem, he chose to smash the hairy little bug rather than knocking it off. 
but by now Peter was in the inverted position, forcing Charlie to think fast and kick in rudder pedal to finish the outside snap on takeoff. On the ground, all the onlookers' jaws dropped, except for Pierre, who jumped in exclamation. Très fantastique! That is the greatest takeoff I have ever seen. I'll be buggered. Ho ho, your friend Charlie is quite the humble one, McLean. Executing a perfect outside snap on takeoff. Not much in an edge or sukhoi, but in a porter. What a pilot. Uh, um... I haven't uh, seen a takeoff that gutsy since 1953. We was I in South Korea I can't believe Charlie would do that. He's usually... So humble. Well, after smashing the spider, and nearly smashing himself at the end of the runway, Charlie's heart was beating about a thousand beats per minute. He could hardly touch the controls he was shaking so badly. It's not that Charlie didn't have the skills to pull the snap, but he would certainly never, never, never have dreamed of it. Fortunately for Charlie, he never looked out the window to notice that he had an audience. Otherwise, he may never have wanted to return, but he'd find out soon enough. It took most of the 40-minute flight to Upakataqua for him to finally get his nerves under control. Charlie flew the client through the mountains for several hours before returning to the airbase. This is Porter Peter Yankee Zulu on final. Copy. Is that you, Charlie? Roger, Colonel. Hey everyone, Charlie's coming back. Go find McLean. I can't wait to see what he'll say next. I must compliment Charlie first. I still can't believe it. Oh, Miss Love, pilots like Charlie and me, we can't hide our true abilities. We must, uh, how you say, flaunt it. It but is all Charlie's right. Charlie's not, I mean, he is an amazing pilot, but showing off is not in his nature. Then I am twice as honored to have inspired his true flying self. What's going on here? Oh, I see. The big show-off is finally back. Hey, guys. What's going on here? Oh, Charlie, you are an eagle, playing so humble. And then that takeoff, fantastic. Uh-oh. How did you know we weren't going to report you to the FAA? And what was all that talk well, about? actually, there was a spot. But I'll admit, Charlie, that was the gutsiest takeoff I ever saw. Well, Charlie was ready to confess. He was going to confess. It was at the tip of his tongue. But seeing McLean eat a piece of humble pie hobbled Charlie's lip. And rather than spilling the beans, he shook Pierre's hand and headed to his car. Putting the experience behind him, he thought. We'll return with the conclusion of our story in just a moment. But first, here's a special little number by the Barnstormer Band. I saw the skies today The clouds have moved away And I'm sitting Until I run, but will I leave this time? 
chance is mine Jumping in, I'm heading in My face is to the wind Have to try, I want to fly I reach the sky it seems but can he stop the winter rain his heart is a deep pool he is just a fool if he thinks he owns the way that's why we pray Sources, gather forces, directions What's my heading? Am I dreading? While I'm treading, don't miss them Be a trier, inspire, holy fire Grand wisdom Charlie thought his ordeal was behind him until he entered the pilot's room the next morning. Hey, let's hear it for the daredevil. A true pilot. So, Charlie, tell me, did you ever fly aerobatics competitively? No. Well, why not, Charlie? Oh, yeah, I remember now. You don't believe in risk-taking without cause. Isn't that what you just said yesterday, Charlie? Well, um, I, uh... You know, it looks to me like you've got a bit of a double standard going on. No, McLean, it's not like that. Humble Charlie Faith. Seems more like Two-Faced Charlie to me.
Well, that was just more than Charlie could bear, and the recognition that came from his mishap was causing him more pain than the truth. It was a spider. And what's that supposed to mean? What did you say, Charlie? I've flown aerobatics since I was 15, and I've never heard of a maneuver called a spider. No, it was a spider. A spider, little bug, eight legs, spins a web. A spider? Except this one wasn't little. It was hairy and almost the size of a silver dollar. Really, it was more like a nickel. What the blazes are you talking about, Charlie? What's a spider have to do with anything? Are you saying that you were... That... That yesterday you were... That, that a spider... What a... What, what, what are you saying, Charlie? A spider landed on my lap, then ran up my shirt. I'm scared to death of spiders. You lost control of Peter. Completely. By the time I squished the beast, I was inverted and a moment from crashing. I had no choice but to finish the role. Sorry to disappoint you. Guess I should have told you yesterday. Ha! I knew it wasn't possible for you to deliberately fly a maneuver like that on takeoff. Instead, you just got lucky. So much for the greatest takeoff you've ever seen, huh, Pierre? Well, Charlie was feeling pretty low at that moment. He was used to McLean's ridicule, but to look so bad in front of the Colonel and Becky really hurt Charlie's feelings. He wished he could be anywhere else at that moment, until... More McLean, don't you see? It's even better now. Granted, it's just a spider. It's not like you're being shot at. But still... If I want to do a snap on takeoff, I'm thinking it through. Before I release my brakes, I'm rehearsing it regularly. But for Charlie, he loses control of his airplane, gets inverted a hundred feet above the runway, and only then realizes what's going on. It's a short list of pilots who would live to tell the story. Of course, I'd be one of them. But it makes Charlie's takeoff even more impressive in my eyes. Pierre Fromage extended his hand to shake Charlie's again. But this time, it wasn't the handshake of jubilation. This time, it was a handshake of respect. Well, I appreciate that, Pierre. And I just thank God for helping me do the right thing when I didn't have time to think about it. I guess it just wasn't your time yet. Yeah, Colonel, Becky, Pierre. I apologize for letting myself be misrepresented. Not at all, Charlie. You know, it reminds me of a time in 2010 when a spider landed on a pilot's lap on takeoff and he did a outside snap roll while trying to shoo the bug. You mean yesterday, Colonel? Well, I'll never remember it if I don't start telling it now. <laughs> Pierre flew to the World Aerobatics Competition the next week and, to nobody's surprise, went back to France with a world championship. But there's a difference between winning aerobatics competitions and thrilling a crowd. The French may win the trophies, but the legends, my favorites of airshow performance, have always been the Americans. And just as Charlie observed, many of them have risked and even given their lives while entertaining audiences. To the air show heroes I've watched growing up, whether in the skies here or the skies above, this episode is dedicated to them. 
Men like Art Scholl and Jimmy Franklin, Leo Loudenschlager, Charlie Hiller. Those still performing like Bob Hoover and Wayne Hanley, Sean Tucker, Ken Peach, and the ladies like Patty Wagstaff and Julie Clark, and many, many more. Be safe and keep flying. So, this is Captain Abel saying farewell for now from the beautiful Grand Mountain Air Base halfway between Upacataqua and Kalaroo. Stump Pilots was written and directed by David Shorts. Peter Porter theme song written by David and Holly Shorts. Jumpin' In by the Barnstormer Band, written and performed by David Shorts. All aircraft sounds and effects are used with permission from aircrafttrivia.info. All locations and personalities are purely fictitious and represent no real or implied entities. Peter Porter is the intellectual property of David Shorts and is available from thesecondlevel.com.